0: Okay, so the word that I have for you tonight, I've only shared this story two other times in my life. One was to the 412 two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and I also shared this story at a Evangelion University chapel two weeks ago um, when I was in Missouri. And I had a whole different pa- uh, message prepared for you guys, um, but all day today I couldn't shake this sermon and this message. And the story was going to be the same each sermon, but just, I really feel like, the, the message to have for your church is the same for your junior high, is the same for you. And I need to go way back to when I was 16 years old. This is 1997. I'm 42 years old, three children 12, 10, and 8. My little soon to be 10 year old's in the back. He's hanging out with me today, little Joe. He's And so he's been a rock star tonight for me. But um, I was 16. I had a 1985 Buick Regal. Okay. Now, let me tell you how s- sweet this car is. Imagine a 2011 Ford Taurus, and you know I was rolling deep, right? I mean, that's the equivalent, right? If your mom and dad came up to you and says, "Hey, I got a 2011, you know, Ford Fusion or Taurus for you. How you like them apples, right?" And I was like, "Hey, it's free. It's f- it's good for me, right?" So I'm rocking out this car, and I'm 16 years old, three months in. And in new orleans there 's this road called Barataria boulevard right that 's just the main road imagine it 's just Johnson going down our college saloon, and i 'm leaving school to go to work. I worked at this little stationary mom and pop stationary pretty, uh, place pretty much I did everything that needed to be done, swept the trash, restocked i mean it was just everything and uh, worked twenty hours a week enough to pay the insurance, my cell phone you know a little bit of cash to to do stuff on the weekends and so I'm driving home. Now, as I'm driving, now it's about 35 miles an hour. Now, who in here has a vehicle? Anybody have a car? Anybody have a car? Anybody can't wait to get a car? One day, maybe, praise God, okay. Okay. Um, I'm driving in my car, and look, when you get a car, man, there's this thing about it's freedom that comes. It's like, you know, you open the door, you hear angels sing, like it's amazing. You shut it, it stops, you open, you know, it's just it's just this whole thing. I can go anywhere, do anything, all right? Well, I'm going to work, and coming from school at oh, 2.30, we would get out. We start at 7.20 to 2.30 at high school, and um, I'm going to work till about 5 o'clock and as i'm driving this way i see in the right side walking down the sidewalk there's was a guy walking uh to me and i immediately recognize this guy named brian now brian i haven't seen in 6 years but you know you know you ever it's like it's only like 1 second 35 miles an hour 40 miles an hour whatever it was It only takes about a second for a person as I'm driving to go from there to here, right? But y'all know when y'all have had kind of a moment come to you where it's like things just go, you know what I mean? It just slows down, right? And your brain's kind of processing. And I immediately go, oh, dude, that's Brian. And I remembered us playing together when we were 10, 11 years old because we went to church together. You know, so my church back in the day had Sunday morning service. We had Sunday evening service. And we would go to both. And that's kind of how it was back in the day. So in the afternoon, it was like, dude. I'm going to your house. You're going to my house. Like, we're going to hang out for four hours before we have to come back to church. And we did this every week. And it was like five of us. And so we would do stuff, you know. We had video games back then. And we'd do other goofy stuff that 10, 11-year-olds do. And just they were friends. And then one day, they changed churches. I don't even know why. But I just stopped seeing Brian, you know, out of the blue, you know. And this four or five years later, I see Brian. And in that one second of time slowing down, I see Brian. I remember us playing together. And then this thought, this thought runs through my mind where, and I knew it was God, you know, it wasn't, you know, James Earl Jones speaking in my head, although it would be sneaking awesome if him or Morgan Freeman was really God, right? You know what I mean? But no, it was in my voice and it was pause. You need to pick him up. That's it. Just pause and pick him up. And as he's going, and then all of a sudden I hear that and I kind of like, what? And then I see him in my rear view mirror back here, but I'm looking in my rear view mirror. And then I just think of all the stuff I have to do. I was like, wait, what? And ah, nah, I got stuff to do. And I just went on my day, went to work, forgot about it, honestly, did, came home, did some homework, you know, ate some food, did whatever I had to do, fell asleep. Next morning, I wake up, and I'm getting ready for school, right? You know, I'm combing my hair, brushing my teeth, doing the whole thing. And in the middle of brushing my teeth, and my mama knocks on the bed, uh, bathroom door. She's like, hey, Charlie, you okay? You, you know, you dress? I was like, yeah. And so she sticks in, her head in, and, and I was like, what's up, mom? And like, what's up, mom? You know, and, uh, and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And she, and I can see her in the mirror. So I'm watching her, you know, looking through the mirror, and my mom's right behind me. And I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, hey, uh, pastor just called. Um, do, you, do you remember John, uh, excuse me, do you remember Brian? And I was like, yeah. And it's like, everything just kind of stopped. And she's like, um, they found him hanging from his oak tree in the backyard last night. And um, he took his own life. And guys, I did exactly what you just did. I just kind of like, you see, what I didn't know was that Brian was bullied at school. Uh, Brian was really depressed. And he came to a point where... He was so overwhelmed by the thoughts and the depression that was going through his mind that he listened to those poor thoughts and decided life was was not enough, and he took his own life. He hung himself. Students, what do you do when you realize that the movement of your life consumes you so much that you miss the divine moment that God has for you? What do you do when you're just moving? And God decides there is an intersection of heaven and earth for you and for other people, and you just, nah, I got this. See, God spoke to me. I knew it was God. I was a Christian for several years at this point. I was in my word. I was studying as much as I could. I was trying to grow. I mean, I was just, you know, I wasn't perfect, but I was, I think the Lord knew he had to because he spoke to me. Pause. Pick him up. See, he knew where Brian was at. He knew that he'd get in the car, and I'm like, dude, what's going on? I haven't seen him forever. How are you doing? He knew that I would ask those questions. He knew that we would talk about God because the last time we connected was in church. And then maybe a conversation, no, not even maybe. I believe a conversation would have happened. And the spirit of God that was living in me, God knew was the same spirit that he needed in that moment. But see, moving guys is not a sin. It's life. And there's four quick things that I believe that you have. If you ever find yourself needing a pause, one, we get busy. We move, we act, we do things, right? We click, we comment, we share. Oh my, right? Like we we are just doing things. We're working, we're in school, we're, you know, homeschooled, you know, trying to meet people, you know, public school, trying to survive private school, whatever. You're like, we're just doing our things. We're 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 busy. Some of us are bored, right? Where there's just no movement. See, movement is going from one point to another. It's activity. But when we're bored, well, there's just not much going on. You're reminiscing of the last time that you had something, right? You're either stressed out or you don't have any stress at all. You're looking for something. But maybe you're not busy. Maybe you're not bored. But maybe you're better. Right? That you've had some great things happening and you're just on cloud nine because the things are great. Maybe you're in a great relationship. Maybe all of a sudden you had did great in school. Maybe all of a sudden someone liked finally that what you did, right? Maybe there is things that were happening where you're better. But maybe you're not better. What if you're bitter? Where you're living through someone else's eyes. You're you're hoping that someone's recognizing you. You're just going, man, my home, my situation, all this is going on. I'm not busy. I'm not bored. I'm not better. I'm bitter. All that's movement. And there's nothing wrong or evil with that. But all that's also empty. See, nobody's ever going, you're not going to remember how you got here today. Think about it. You know, you got in a car, right? Somebody's car. I mean, unless somebody took a bus, which I don't really think they do that in Lafayette, but you took a car to get here. But nobody, think about it. You can't remember, okay, I took this left on this street, took a right on Dell. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to think about how you got here. It's just a part of the journey. But you will remember a relationship or a friendship or a connection tonight, that moment that affects you. You're not going to remember these words. You're not going to remember anything about really what I'm saying in three days. But what you will remember is how my words or this story connected and how you let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Right? You don't remember how you went through this day. You can't remember what you went through school today, but you do remember when you saw that hottie that you've been looking at for a long time go, said, said hello to you for the first time, right? Or the opposite when they ignored you and you're just like, or when your best friend didn't get you back or they did get you back. You see, we remember moments. It's why music is so great, right? There's music now that you can hear that brings you back where? To a moment that you experience, right? It resonates in us because we live in the moments. Moments are meaningful, movements empty. And when the disciples of Jesus were looking to connect with God, they said, Jesus teaches how to pray. That word prayer there is teach us how to connect with God the way that you connect with God. We need the moment that you have. You know what Jesus said? Jesus said these words real quick, and I'm going to read them to you. In Mark, the sixth chapter, he says, and we, for those, I don't know if many of you grew up Catholic, right? I grew up Catholic. I, I used to call myself Pentecatholic, right? Well, my dad went to, I went to Catholic school. My dad was Catholic. My mom was Pentecostal, so Pentecatholic. So that was. And so, but this whole, this is called the Lord's Prayer of the Our Father, right? And he says, I want you, he says, Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept separate or holy. When you connect with God, when you want a moment with God, Say these things. May your kingdom come soon. May your will on earth be like it is in heaven. Give us today the nourishment we need. Forgive me of my sins and Lord, forgive those who've hurt us and sinned against us. Don't let us yield to temptation and protect us from the evil one. Jesus says, You got to get back to the moment. You need a pause. He says, think about that. This is a, a relational prayer. This is a longing. Hey, you want to connect with God? You want to be full? He also says later on that you are vessels of the Spirit of God, that you take the Spirit with you, your bodies, your minds, your souls, your spirit. You're not just visiting with God and then you leave. No, no, no. God comes into your heart and possesses your whole, your body, your mind, your soul, and he is with you no matter where you are. That word he uses is temple. Back in the Old Testament, there was one place where the Holy Spirit lived. It was in the temple of the Israelite place, thousands of miles away. But when Jesus came and died and says, hold on, you can't do it. God says, I can only do it. He makes us all temples for those who have faith in what Jesus can do. For those who want to have a moment with God. See, time, you ever notice how, you ever been in class, with time? you're looking at the clock and that joker starts going backwards? I'm you know, talking about time's relative, right? It's like slows down, you know? And like, like I can never do praise and worship leading. Like I remember as a youth pastor, I was 22 years old. I been playing the guitar for three months. Now speaking, I can speak at a fly, right? I mean, I don't care. Like I've always been able to talk. I've never been nervous, right? Some of y'all like public speaking. Ah, but like for me, it was never a big deal. But coming up in here, playing a guitar and trying to lead somebody in worship. Y'all, I remember the pieces. I still, I could feel it. The sweat right here. I remember it just going down. Having to go, okay, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, students. <laughs> and I had to figure it out again. And it was horrible. Like, it was horrendous. Why? Because I remember times slowed down. I also remember having just a great times with family and friends, right? And then you go, oh, my God, it's already 4 o'clock. Man, we had a great, you know what I mean? Why? Because we live in a world of the moon and the sun where we time is just a measurement. But the Bible says that God has the whole world and the universe in his hand. He's apart from time. Heaven is just one big moment. And when God... Intersects our world. May your will be done. May your kingdom be here. What Jesus is saying is, hey, let us be intersected with the power and the presence and the purpose of God. We're just for a moment, just for a life, that we're not living just experience to experience, but that we can go and realize, just like if you if you ever get into a once you get into a relationship, once you get past the first date, right? But ever had like a crazy first date. Some of y'all just starting a date, some later on. But guys, let me tell you, when I was 19 years old, I had the first date of all first dates on purpose. Finally had money, went to college, and we were in golf. I was, went to Hattiesburg at Southern Miss. And Golf Park, where the beach was, was an hour away. And I'm like, I'm going to take this girl on a beach. I'm going to go to a steakhouse. Boy, back in the day, we had these things called cassettes and CDs. Now you stream. But I made the epic pay- playlist. Boy, I had those songs locked down. Like, bam, 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 right? We're driving, talking. I'm like, man, then we went to the steak. I mean, I spent my entire paycheck on that one date. Like, now, it was so over the top. Ate together, got the flowers, got the playlist, walking on the beach, everything. Guess what? It was so over the top. There was no second date, right? Like I tried too hard, right? But what happens is you have that first experience, right? You don't fart in the car, right? Unless you know, right? You got deodorant on, you put your clean shirt on. I'm just dropping knowledge. That's what happens. But then what happens? You are in a relationship after a while, and it's not just putting on this experience. You're making a life together, right? Like, I show love to my wife because I came home this afternoon and put my clothes away, right? Did the dishes. My son's with me so she wouldn't have to have three kids going to soccer practice, right? Now, he's having a great time, but you start serving one another. You go from movement, look at me, to now we're sharing this big moment. You know what I think Christianity is sometimes for us? I feel like we had this big, one big moment. And it's just awesome. The Lord speaks to us. We give him of our life. And we're just at this crazy high. And because we don't know what to do with it, and we don't really know how to grow with God, that we go from one moment to another moment So another moment, chasing this moment here, chasing this thing here. Let me fill it. I'm going to get busy. I'm going to fill it. I'm going to read 75 chapters every single night. I'm going to have a quiet time like this. And we just start doing stuff. We start being stuff. We start trying to figure out, God, am I good enough? Or we get kind of bored, like, oh, my God, if I have to hear that one more time, right? Because it's lost its meaning. just kind of went over our heads. They hit that one time six months ago. But now we've had all this other stuff when we're bored. Or now, or we're better. We look at us. Ah, I don't have to go to the front anymore. I don't have to make a decision. Or look at that person. And we become judgmental. Or we become real bitter because God's always speaking to that guy, but when's he ever going to speak to me? And we become stuck in the movement, chasing the moment. And we do that as Christians. But you know also what that describes? Meth addiction. You ever thought about that before? We live as an addicted person with Jesus. We had this great moment. We start in stuff that we can't finish. We have wounds all over us that people can see that we can. And all we're doing is just chasing the next spiritual hit. And we wonder why we're all crazy sometimes. (laughs) Because we know when we see a drug addict, something's off. Something's unhealthy. We start stealing from other people, doing other things, because we got to have that one high that our body will never reach again. And if we treat Jesus like a drug, then we're always going to be empty. Because it was never about an experience, students. Jesus is a person. This isn't a first date. This is, hey, I don't have to prove anything. I get to be with you, Jesus, and you get to be with me. God's divine. He's all powerful. What? The God who created the world can look at me and see value, see my junk, see my insecurities, see all the stuff that's happened to me. And then Jesus goes, forgive us our sins. Hey, help us to forgive those who hurt us. Give us our daily nourishment. I need you. Protect me. I don't trust myself late night when no one's around. Lord, protect me from the evil one. Let me not yield to that. That's just honesty. When was the last time you had a moment that superseded your movement? See, I started talking about Brian where I, I have to go before the Lord and say, hey, I missed it. A life hung on the balance. He still made that choice, but I know I missed it. I'm not beating myself over it. I'm not living in, I'm just saying it's real. And I don't want you to have a moment where God's trying to speak to you. Some of you are looking at your future and you're worried. Let me tell you something real quick. You can't screw up the future if you're walking with God. Don't overthink this stuff. The way that we mess up, and I'll give it as an example, and I'm almost done here. Let's say I'm driving down the car, no, actually, excuse me. Let's say we're walking together. Give me your name one more time. Alex. Alex. Me and Alex are walking down the street. We're talking. He's right here next to me, chalking, right? He's looking down. He's just kind of looking at, you know, but I'm looking up. He's looking at his feet. I'm looking up. And I see a car coming down, and it hits the curb, and is about to plow into us. He doesn't see it, and I see it. What am I going to do? I'm going to push him over. I'm going I'm to do something to get us out of the way, right? Because he's right next to me. Now, let's say I'm walking down the street, and Alex is 400 yards away from me, and I see the same car about to hit him. What am I going to do? Alex, get out of the way! But what happens? I'm still yelling. I'm still trying to speak to him. But what happens is he has—he's too far away. There's other sounds, other things. He's busy. He's doing what's going on, and he misses the moment to hear what I'm trying to say. He may get saved. He may not, because why? He's far away. You see, when we get caught up in movement, what do we do? God's just walking. But we either stop because we're bored or bitter or we walk ahead because we're better. I could do this, God, right? Or we're busy. Hold up, God, I'll get to you. And we start missing the moments. I don't want you to miss the moments. So here's what I want to challenge you to do. What's the last time you just paused? Just paused. You see, we live in a world that is now bent on keeping you busy. Distracted, because the devil knows if you don't know who you are with the greatest source of information in the world has ever seen. He knows that a revival that can shake this world can come through you. You're the only generation to come up with a, with the, 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 this ability to broadcast. You're entrepreneurial in spirit. You want to start something. You want to do something. Do you think that's by accident? No. But if the devil can keep you the consumer, let me give you a newsflash. Every social media product on this phone, you're not the consumer, you're the product. They're making billions of dollars off of you and me because of the algorithms in this. You watch, I mean, you know what I'm saying? that you, you watch this video, it's like a rabbit hole of insanity. Why? Because it's keeping you in there. And every time you click and watch that video, somebody's making money. But it's all about, oh, no, no, I'm showing this. No, 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 it's a lie. So what if we flip the script, realize who we are in Jesus, and just get real and go, you know what? I'm now going to create content and I'm also going to share, not just look at me, look at me, but look at him, look at him. Let me tell you what Jesus is doing. Some of you have, look, some of you have analytical brains, the engineers and the doctors and the mathematicians, and you're going to be able to create and do things that God's going to do. Some of you are expressive in poetry and narrative writing, some of you may work well with your hands. There's so many things that you do, and God's saying, I can use you. Because I've created you for this moment. But will you pause and realize you're not an accident, that you have purpose, that you are an influencer of the gospel? And you're going to see some crazy stuff happens. I don't know who and how and what, but I know God doesn't make mistakes. But what he is waiting for is a bunch of students and a bunch of folks just to slow down. And actually, you know what he's trying to do? He's trying to backtrack to where it all began. See, where it began was when God made, excuse me, and Jesus was present, because the Bible says through Jesus all things were made, and through the Spirit of God all things were were given life. Adam was walking in the garden with Adam and Eve, with God. God was walking in the garden with Adam and Eve, and they just hung out. And when sin happened, you know what the Bible says? God's like, Adam! He says they could not find him because Adam and Eve hid the shame of their sin and the exposure of their nakedness. They realized when they sinned against God, they saw that God was this big thing, and they're not. And we've been dealing with that ever since. And God goes, I just want to get back to being in a relationship and having that moment again with the ones that I love. What's the last time you paused? And just got real with God to go, you know what? I got some junk. I'm busy, God. Will you just offer your busyness to God? Why are you chasing things? Are you bored? Are you chasing another moment? Just pause. God, are you enough? This is who I am. This is who you are. Let's talk. Are you full of yourselves? Are you just full of bitterness trying to keep up a facade? That gets tiring holding up false walls. What about holding baggage of bitterness? No matter where you're at, God's still sitting here. He goes, Hey, I'm enough. And Jesus also says my last thought, he says, before you said that little prayer, he says, don't just babble like unbelievers do. They think their words make them something. He said, but our Father in Heaven knows what you need even before you say it. My children, one of the favorite things I, used to, I get to do now as a dad is I get to be a dad, which is crazy because um, my dad wasn't in my life much. One thing I do, I do this all the time. So my, all three of my kids with their personalities do it different. And but I'll sit there, my sons, I'll call them, hey, bro, hey, boy. My little girl's call her baby girl, okay? So, like, hey, bro, hey, boy. You know, and they'll they look, they know what's coming. I've done this so many times, they'll just be sitting there, and so Joe's here, so I'll do Joe. Joe just kind of side eye me, you know? He's like, because he has a little cool personality, you know, he's just like, what? You know? Um, and <laughs> But i keep it up. Hey, bro. You know, he's playing a video game, or we're just sitting there. It could be random. Hey, bro. Hey. And I'll do it until he, and then finally they look at me, right? They're like, What, Dad? You know, I love you. That's it. And they smile, you know, and then I get back to what, whatever, you know what I mean? They're like, Hey, baby girl. What, Dad? Baby girl, look at me. What? That's my little eight year old, right? She's feisty. She looks at me, I love you. Oh, Dad, you know. <laughs> what? It's a little moment. I'm gonna get your attention. Hey. Because I didn't have that growing up. And I'm going, I am going to show you love. You are going to know and hear that I'm with you. And if I, as a a dude, as an earthly father, with all my junk, could take a moment and tell my kids, hey, you're somebody. Hey, you're somebody. You have purpose. You're not an accident. You're on this war. If I can say that for each one of you, how much more is our father God going, hey, baby girl, hey, bro, I got you. But will we pause for a moment? Like, all right, what do you say? Now, here's how we're gonna do it. I've got a few minutes, ready? There's no heavenly music being played, no piano. You know, Maverick City music's not with us right now. But at ten o'clock tonight, when you're alone in your room, unless you have earbuds in your ears trying to drown out the noise, it's just you and God anyway. We come to the youth group every week and listen to our pastors and come together because we know this is a safe place. She's going to complain now. But here's the kicker I want everybody to close your eyes. On the count of three, I'm going to have you get, just stand on your feet and find a place. You have margin of space around us. I don't care where you go, I don't care what you do. But this is a moment. I'm going to have you just for three to four minutes. We get done here about 8.05, 8.0. It's about 7.56. So you've got a few minutes. It's so the last time you just sat. Just paused. And I'm going to ask you three questions. And I'm just going to ask the question wherever you're going to be. And just I'm going to have you just talk to God and listen to him. And we're just going to practice this. Is that cool? Can we be adults here? mature in this? Okay, count of three. I just want you to, if you want to stay where you are, that's fine. But I need you to get a little space where you're not being distracted it's just you and God. Ready? Three, two, one. Find a spot. Find a spot wherever you are. If you want to go on the side, sit down. You need to turn around the kneel. Whatever you need to do. I don't care in the back, the front, the sides. There's no special spot. Just find a place. If you join at the hip for five minutes, it's okay. If you're not, it's cool. I'm not saying you are. But just, just find a moment. Come on. Let's not miss this. Ready? Jesus said, Father, let your will be done and let your, as on earth, as it is in heaven, is anyone just courageous enough to say, Father, will you let your will be done in my life? Will you pray that bold prayer? God, what is your will for me? What is your purpose for me? Just pray that prayer. Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my future. I give you my past. take control. Just like you reign in heaven, Lord, just reign in me. And if you're not ready to say that, will you at least tell God that, God, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I'm scared. Tell him. I don't want no fake phony prayer. Be straight wherever you are. Let your will be done on earth as it is heaven. Then he says, second question. Give us to stay our daily bread. God, give me my nourishment. I need you to not even ask this. I just want you to be real. Are you going to God for every need? Or are you going to go to God when it's convenient? And if you find yourself not giving Him at all, He's not your Lord. He's not the leader of your life. Will you just pause and just get straight with that and let Him take control again? the things in your life that are wrecking you right now, the things that you're anxious on, that you're trying to fight your own battle, will you just take a moment and pause and say, God, I give it to you. I should have never took it away. Be, be my Lord, be my Savior. Lord, you, you are enough, and I'm sorry. Forgive me of my sins. Just get real with God, just for a moment. Because following Jesus isn't just a prayer. It's a life commitment. And sometimes we forget. But Jesus in his prayer of having that moment is saying, He knows it. That's why he told him, forgive me, Father. Oh, Lord, and forgive those who hurt me. There's people who have hurt you, and you've been holding on to that baggage. Will you just pause and let it go? Give that to God. Give that pain. Give that drama. Give that burden. Give that anger. Give that right to be mad back to God. The Bible says he bore your pain when he was nailed on the cross. He took it if you give it to him. Last question, and Pastor Jay is going to come up. He says, Protect me from the evil one, and let me not yield to temptation. Jesus knew that we can't trust ourselves. Because if we could trust ourselves to be perfect, Jesus didn't have to come and die. So he says, I get it, guys. You need my protection, you need my provision. Where in your life right now that you're dabbling with sin or maybe you keep struggling with and you're tired of moving from guilt to shame to resurrection power to guilt and shame and say, it's enough. Lord, I want your moment of freedom in my life. Protect me from the evil one. Help me not to yield to temptation. Lord, I got to make some hard decisions, but I cannot do it on my own. Will you just get real with God and pause? Prayer blessing on you, and I'm gonna say one last thing. And Pastor Jason to come up. Father, I pray right now in the authenticity of this moment. I thank you for students who are mature enough and who are honest enough to realize, God, that there's something more to this life than putting on a show, than being peripheral. Lord God, that there are moments, God, that have come and gone that my story isn't unique. They've each had stories where they missed it, they whiffed it, they didn't know or they didn't know. But Lord, you are still on the throne and you are still God. You love them, you saw them before. Lord, you saw them before they were even born because you, when your disciples asked you 2,000 years ago how to with you you spoke into existence these words that we would struggle on our own that we would fail we would falter but god with you freedom is possible life is possible growth is possible patience peace love joy self-control long-suffering endurance all of it is possible because of you and i pray a blessing on this house that they would rise up as the influences that they are, that they would live in the moment and stop chasing activity or being chased down by the lack thereof. I pray a newness tonight. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody look at me real quick, look at me real quick, and then I'm done. Look, it's easy for me to come in here. It's easy for me to come in here and have a cool service because you guys get led every week with legitimate word, teaching, worship, caring. See, I know enough from about Pastor Jay and our conversations that you keep him up at night. I know enough because that's how I was as a pastor. I know the Lord speaks to him. God's called him. But let me tell you what he's not called to do. He's not called to be your only way to connection with God for the four to six years you're here. The Bible says He's called here, and the reason why these adults are here as well is to equip you to do the same. This five fold ministry of the church, apostles, evangelists, prophets, leaders, and teachers some of you are apostles start things do things have faith some of you see things and are prophetic and, and don't understand you're the one in your friend group they're like mm, we should be doing that that's not by accident that is godly gifts some of you are leaders naturally you are influencers and it's easy some of you are teachers some of you see things in the word like oh my god I didn't see that did you see that no I didn't see that because why God's given you a teacher's heart some of you are pastors some of you are the mamas in the group the daddies in the group right these are not by accident my encouragement for you what your pastor said is come in here looking to receive because there's empty chairs of your friends who are just like you but don't have jesus and if you get serious about this they will get serious too because i'm not going to high school every day jay's not going to high school every day you are or if you're in a homeschool group i ain't meeting those homeschool folks i don't know but you do the Lord is trying to equip you to be the pastor of your friends. If you just get real in the moment, you will see this youth group be the safest and healthiest place it can ever be. Why? Is it because of me? No. Is it because of Jay? No. It's because you guys got straight enough to go, okay, Lord, I'm willing. What do you want to do? And that's my heart for you. Thank you guys so much for your honesty and your authenticity. Y'all are awesome. You guys, you can come grab a seat. I'm done. Big love you, bud.